this is Mark Stevey with Plot Points Podcast. Uh, I, we are coming to you from uh, sunny Southern California. At least one of us is, uh, me. Uh, and uh, I have two guests on today who were part of the Blood Fiction Anthology, two really, in my opinion, supremely talented writers. Uh, Cameron Austin is a, uh, is a friend and a, a colleague. Cameron, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're friends now. What's that? I said we're friends now. <laughs> hey, you know, you don't have to bust me on my own podcast, okay? <laughs> and the other one's Dan Howard, who's a recent friend. Uh, hey, Dan, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Glad to be good. with you. So, uh, so Cameron, I, as I said, Cameron, I've known for a while, and Dan is a new friend. We met through, I guess, uh, Dan, Maddie Margarita recommended you, was the one who... That would, that would probably be it. That's right. Goes yeah. back a ways, right? Yeah. She's a terrific, uh, terrific writer, too. She's also in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, the anthology. So, uh, in case you don't know, the, the anthology is called Blood Fiction. Um, I call it you know, challenging fiction. And I asked both uh, Cameron and Dan to submit a story and they did. And the rest is history. As they say, they're, they're now up for several dozen awards or something. No, I don't know. They're, they're not <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Right. But anyway, uh, so I'm going to ask you both the same basic questions and then, you know, comment as you will. I, I it's mm-hmm. the podcast is this part. We have a format for the, for the podcast when it's not, um, blood fiction, but for this one, it's just talking. So, so Cam, um, first of all, so tell us a little bit about where you, how you became a writer, and what was the inspiration for Wet, uh, the story in the in uh, blood fiction. Uh, well, one of those answers is pretty easy to answer, and the other one is not. Okay. Um, how I became a writer was, I was. Mm-hmm. A young kid in 1990, and I saw a double whammy of the Batman movie by by uh, um, Tim Tim Burton and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. And as a you know a young ten year old kid, it completely blew my mind. And I started so I started started my own write my own stories, which were as someone would describe a ripoff of Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Um, and so it's been that's been you know. 30 or so years since then. And hopefully my influences now are slightly more disguised. Mm. Are you, uh, as for why I I wrote, no, I was going to say, are you still, you're still, well, and we'll get to that. Go ahead. Tell me as to why you wrote wet. Why why I wrote wet is a very good question. I actually don't even know. Um, Sometimes stories just get stuck in my head and, and I suffer insomnia. So as I'm trying to fall asleep, usually these scenes are just running through. And they don't leave me alone until I actually write the story. Mm. And that was, this is one of them. Um, okay, Dan, can you read us something from um, uh, Cameron's work called Wet? Okay, we're a little into the beginning here. Uh, here we go. He, he recalled the man's hacking cough, spewing spit into his glass onto the bunk. Another, the man had said, holding up his empty glass but remaining hunched. He remembered people complaining. The bouncer pushing them out. Why had they let him in in the first place? Thinking back on the man in the bar prompted a question, how had he gotten here? What was the last thing he remembered? He tried to think back. He had stumbled out of the bar at the end of the night, eyesight blurry, and the direction of gravity changing underneath him. 
He tried to order an Uber, but his fingers refused to find the right buttons on his phone. Then the chair, the lights, the headache, the raspy man. Waves of cough overtook the raspy man. The chair dropped to the floor. Vibrations ran through his body. A line of dim yellow lights hung from the ceiling of a seemingly endless corridor in front of him. They did little to illuminate the space. His fingers trembled. The muscles in his legs pulsed. Thoughts of what was about to happen to him ran through his mind. Stabbed, eaten, shot, left to starve. Like a thousand people yelling at him at once, he could focus on none of them. He needed a plan, some kind of strategy. Mm, so, so it came to you in a dream, a persper- perspiration. I was hoping to dream. I was staring at the ceiling at the time, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, so, so Cameron, you, you, uh, you, uh, we talked a little bit about where this came from, but what I love about the work is how, you know, it's very cinematic. Um, so you must, I know you write screenplays too. What's, what's more fun for you, this or this type of thing or, or script writing? Good question. Um, I do do a lot more screenplay writing. Than, than prose. I think they're both fun. They just they have different restrictions, different limitations, and different opportunities. Um, so this was definitely a fun change of, play, change of pace to really jump into a character's head mm-hmm. if you don't get to do as much in a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dan, so uh, Cameron, you don't have anything else published, right? I mean, this is this is it for right now? Right. Okay. All right. Well, um, that's, I mean, it's obviously you have a lot of talent, so it's a shame you you haven't written a little bit more prose. But I'm happy you're writing screenplays. So, so Dan, you write under the name of Earl Javorsky, which is right. which is part of. It's a great story. I I don't know if we have time for it, but <laughs> your your book Down to No Good was a sequel to Down Solo, which was. I mean, how would you describe? Well, how, let's talk about your, your, your background first and how you got into writing. And then I want to talk a little bit about the, that. I've read Don Solo and it's terrific. Uh-huh. So okay, I want good. to talk, talk a little uh, bit thanks. about that, but tell us where you uh-huh. came, how you came to write. Well, I was a kid, uh, 10, 11, I, I guess I was, you know, I was the youngest, tallest, gawkiest kid in the class, and, <laughs> uh, very introverted, uh, my pants were always too short because I grew too fast and pissed my mom off to have to keep buying pants for me and uh, crooked teeth and a big nose. And I was just, you know, inwardly focused and mm-hmm. writing became what I wanted to do. And then somewhere in my late teens, I discovered guitar and wanted to be the next Eric Clapton and got mm-hmm. sidetracked for way too long playing music, had a lot of fun. Uh, Tried too hard, and you know it was L.A. And there were other chemicals involved, actually, that also sidetracked me. And so the whole thing, the writing thing, just got put aside. Um, I did have, you know, I, I landed a job with Rolling Stone magazine for a minute back mm-hmm. in London long ago, and and had some other work with uh, with. What do you what would you call them? Entertainment trade magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, fast forward quite a few years, uh, um, had to change some of my less healthy habits. Um, got married, 
had kids and decided I wanted to write a book. And Down Solo was actually my second effort. And where that idea came from, because that's the question I'm anticipating, is I had no idea. The first line <laughs> popped into my head. I wrote a page with it and sat on it for six months with no idea how to proceed. Down Solo, if I let me try to uh, give give a quick synopsis. It's a it's a private investigator who's dead, right? He's investigating his own murder. He's investigating his own murder. Yeah. And he has a hole in his head, right? Is that, do I remember that correctly? He, he does. He has to pull down his baseball cap to hide it. <laughs> yeah. He has a, he has a great inner voice. Is that, is that you? Do you have, are you, are you kind of, are you kind of like a reflection of him or is he a reflection of you? Well, to, to some extent, but it's me, it's me doing hard boiled, mm-hmm. you know, trying to channel some Raymond Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's me affecting a style. Mm-hmm. Is uh down is, uh, um, is uh down solo your favorite of you, you've got down solo down to no good with as a sequel. Uh, yes. you, you've got, trust me. Um, right. is that newer than the sequel to down solo? Trust me is the first thing I wrote. Um, down solo is next. And then the sequel, mm-hmm. um, my favorite, uh, my favorite, is hasn't been published yet because oh, I'm go. working on it. But otherwise, um, I have trouble. I think I like Down to No Good a bit more. It's just better written. Mm-hmm. Um, when people say, "Hey, what should I read of yours?" Like friends of mine, uh, I want to loan them Down to No Good first. Actually, just out of pure egotism, because Down <laughs> Down to No Good has my has some substantial blurbs on the back that make me look better. Oh, okay, good. Um, all right. Well, uh, Cameron, uh, can you read something from uh, Dan's story uh, called Cleaning Up the Beach? Uh, sure. You want me to go down to like the give me your wallet part? The first two. You, wherever you think, you, you can do whatever you want. It's up to you. Okay. Go ahead. Anytime. All right. I was walking back to my car at Buccaneer Beach on a cold Thanksgiving morning when a guy rolled up on his bike and said, happy holidays, brother and asked me for a cigarette. I told him, no, sorry, I don't smoke, and kept walking. As I reached to open my car, he scooted up close and got off the bike. He had an eight-inch blade in his hand, black, military-looking, and a crazed look that told me something was about to happen now. And what are you going to do, motherfucker? Give me your wallet. He was your typical Oceanside tweaker. Skinny, dirty, blonde hair, maybe six foot. His teeth weren't bad yet, but they smelled. (laughs) Even though it was chilly out, he was wearing cut-off jeans and tattered Bad Brains t-shirt. Okay. I don't think I'm in the minority when, if I say that you have no idea where this story goes. It's like, <laughs> I would have never, Dan, you could have given me a hundred guesses and I would have never guessed, uh, where, it, where it went. Um, now I remember talking to you about this story and you said something about, I have a story, but it may be too something challenging or something like that. Um, too, too rude. Too rude. Okay. Well, it definitely is. There's no doubt about it. You write rude, but uh, it's fantastic. So where did this where did this um, come from? Okay, it's a combination of a couple of things. One, one, probably just some idiot fantasy I had when I had nothing to do 
uh, waiting in line somewhere or maybe in traffic uh, where what would I do if I got carjacked mm. and how would I turn it on the carjacker? And the idea was, well, carjackers probably got a drug issue. Uh, tempt him with some drugs, distract him, see where it goes. So that's part of it. Um, spoiler alert for my own story. Uh, there's the old uh, Todd Browning movie, Freaks. And mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name right now, but they just did a remake last year of a classic from the 40s that also gives a nod to Freaks. I can't think of it right now. Uh, um, what, but is it, is it something it's called Road. Freak? I think it's called Freaks. No, it's something road with about a, a oh, carny, oh, a carny oh, guy. Oh. Yeah, that's you're talking about uh, Guillermo del Toro's movie? Yeah, what is it? Something road. Night, Nightmare Road. Nightmare Road, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, you, you can see how I got to the end. Oh, I see. Okay. Is it Nightmare Road? I'm, I looked it up and I'm not seeing it, but I know. Alley. It Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare yeah. Alley. There you go. That's right. That's, that's absolutely that's right. It. It, star, it starred, um, uh, I can never get the, I can always mix him up with Ryan Reynolds, but it's not Ryan Reynolds. Um, anyway, it, it was uh, it was a very, intri- it had a, it kind of like your story. It had a kick kick in the ass. You know, you 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 don't expect a lot of what happens. And I don't think I've ever seen the original. Uh, so did this compare favorably in your opinion? What's that? Uh, did Nightmare Alley compare favorably to the original, the the remake? I never saw the original. Oh, okay. Well, I neither so, did yeah, I. I saw Freaks, though, and it, it had the same punch at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the right. one about uh, – uh, the the one about the sideshow carnival uh, carnies, yeah, with uh, right. yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now you're one of us. One of us, yeah, okay. exactly, exactly, yeah. Okay, so those are. Let me just tell you those. I I I know it's unfair to just read snippets of these stories, but both Cameron and and Dan, you know, when I was trying to put together, I'm trying to do two authors at a time, and boy, I couldn't have picked two better guys to put together because you're both. It, yeah, I mean, I don't. Cameron's is a little more straightforward than Dan's. Dan has a mm-hmm. Dan. I you know I I see yours as being as having a, a another layer. And you mentioned noir. I guess that's something you enjoy, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely a cool uh, a cool genre. So Dan can be found at EarlJavorsky dot com, and I will put that link in the show notes. Cameron is uh, a fr- doesn't have a web studio. Oh, you do have a website, Cameron. What's your website? Azrealstudios.com. Yeah, um, that also put into the uh, into the show notes. So um, now I'm going to ask both these guys to contribute to Blood Fiction Two, which hopefully will start huh. start working on 2023. Um, so I hope uh, I hope I can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle again with uh, some of the great. St- great authors that I had in uh, blood fiction in the first blood I, fiction. I don't know if I can go that creepy again, but I'll try. <laughs> Dan, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you can. How about you, Cameron? You got it. You got it. Uh, I can go creepier. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys can. I don't have any doubt. The thing is, is this does not come from, the work that you put in that book does not come, come out of nowhere. Um, there's, well, oh, oh, Cameron, Cameron, I got a question for you. So 
Are, do you have like family, friends, and people where you actually don't really want them to read it? Because <laughs> uh, I do. That assumes I have family friends. Um, <laughs> no, they're sick of me shoving stuff in their face. So no. yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's been uh, great talking to the two of you, and uh, I can't wait to see what 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 new fiction you're going to uh, amaze me with, and then of course amaze our audience. Sitting in with us is another contributor to Blood Fiction, Christopher Styers, who's a quite an accomplished author. He's got eight or nine or ten or fifteen books. I don't even remember anymore. But uh, but he's also a, a, a frequent host, co-host with me on the podcast. So, Chris, do you have a writer's quote that's appropriate for the? I hope it's appropriate to these two these oh, two uh, scary guys. I think so. Okay, go uh, ahead. This is from screenwriter director Billy Wilder. Oh, okay. Okay. Trust your own instinct. Your mistakes might as well be your own instead of someone else's. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I was hoping for something like from Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> well, uh, Cameron Austin, uh, Dan Howard, and Chris, thank you very much for uh, for sitting with us. Uh, the volume is called Blood Fiction. The, there's a link to it in the show notes. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can also go to Dan's website, which is earljavorsky.com, and Cameron's website, which I can't remember. I'm sorry, Cameron. It's a kind of an odd, odd thing. Azrealstudios.com. Azrael, yeah. How do, uh, Azrael, I put it in the uh, in your in your bio on the book, but I don't remember how to say it. So Azrael. Um, and for myself and Chris and um, everybody in OC Screenwriters, be inspired. Do good work. 